Yo, it's Poppin', it's your man Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Bucket Protocol. I'm already <laughs> laughing because, because hey man, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been a fun summer thus far. Uh, I'm trying to think of what upcoming dates um, I have coming up that I can promote. But, well, if you're in China, I'll be in China in September. So um, if you have my t-shirt, you can look at the back of that or I'll just, I'll keep you posted. But if you're in China and you listen to Father Bucket Protocol, you check that out. In the meantime, man, so chill it out here. You know, you go on the road, and I've spoken to y'all before about going on the road. You go on the road, you never know. And you know, it's like it's like Forrest Gump. You never know what you're going to get, right? And you're always happy when you go on the road and you see you're going to be on the road with someone that, that you're not only cool with, you're friends with, and you know you're going to have a good time with. So, so out here doing the comedy cell in Vegas. And got to rock out with none other than and here I I normally am not big on listing credits, but I really think people people need to know that this is you know I don't like using the word veteran or or old school. You just you mm-hmm. your OG status at this point. You know what I mean? OG oh. status in that in that you you've earned the right to not fivaguck, right? You've right. earned the right. To, to speak up and, and this is this, this the person I have on here hosted hosted change of heart um uh which which we all loved I remember D-Ray was on that on, on that show and a couple other comics were on there um so tough crowd tough crowd with Colin Quinn which means uh, um as as a comic if you if you rocked out on tough crowd with Colin Quinn that means you earn the respect of every comic that that performed um, in New York City, specifically the Comedy Cellar, more um, than once. If you more than once. More than once. Right. Right. I was on like seven times. Multiple, <laughs> multiple times. Um, uh, co-hosted Life and Style with who was on that? Kamora Lee Simmons, and Cynthia uh, Garrett, and Jules Asner. And Jules Asner. Um, Greg Durazo Show. Comedy Central presents. Uh, uh, you know, done her own uh, half hour on Comedy Central. Has you can look at her IMDb, but more specifically. Rocked out on a, on a Netflix uh, comedy special, an actual special, and not a comedy regular. Um, the type of special that I actually sat down, and watched, and said, "Yo, I had to send her a message saying this was actually a special." Give it up for Lynn Cop. It's in the building, baby. What it up? What up, Lynn? How you Hi. doing? <laughs> I this like has been people. a fun weekend. It's been it's been an awesome weekend, man. It's been it's been a here. I'll move this. You know, we're, we're leaning forward, and and before. So we're out here at the uh, at the Rio uh, Hotel in, uh, in in lovely and blazing Las Vegas. Right. Uh, it, it's probably averaged about a uh, hundred degrees daily. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's warm. It's actually cooler here than New York. New York is a hundred. It uh, hasn't been awful. It hasn't been. It hasn't been terrible, especially for July in Las Vegas. Yeah, because they can't. I mean, I did it on stage the other night. Like when I went to Scottsdale a couple mm-hmm. years ago, I'd mm-hmm. always been in January. Mm-hmm. And they brought me in in August, Ugh. and the the girl says, "Can I curse on here?" Of course, I know you, you do. Don't, you. But no, but I, you do. You. you know. I was like the the snitch, the itch. I don't. I was <laughs> this bitch <laughs> called me and said, um, "Listen, don't wear anything with rubber soles." Because mm. they'll melt on the asphalt. I'm mm. like, why am I here? Right. Who right, lives here? Right. Why do you live here? <laughs> Your feet will melt to the <laughs> right. end. Like that. There's no way that shit's healthy. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I said, what about shade? There's no shade. There's no shade. I said, okay. I'm staying in the AC. You can come hang yeah, out with me yeah. here. I'm not coming out where my feet are gonna I, melt. I, I haven't been outside out here. We 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 went out. We ran to the bank and to the Walgreens, and that was pretty much the extent. 
then and we and we took a lap around the pool we yesterday. <laughs> Lynn is insisting she's gonna go lay out in the sun. I'm like, I don't need no more color. I'm good. <laughs> I want you to get dark. dark I, I do want to get darker, but I I don't. You know what? I don't mind sun tanning. Uh, like in the Caribbean, because there's always a breeze mm-hmm. near the beach. And you can read a book. It's like you're just book. getting that vitamin D and feeling yeah. yeah. I don't want to be around these drunk people and their kids. And there's a the child pool. Yeah, and the uh, child pool with all, all flavors of urine. Dirty people. <laughs> Dirty and people that didn't shower this morning. And their mother's like, that's all right, baby. Um, there's chlorine in that water. You'll be fine. You know, I'm the, what about me? I just want you to get so dark-skinned that you can't even go into a bodega without the Korean guy following you. No, no, you fine. You fine. You fine. I look in your pocket. I look in your pocket. I'm not wearing pockets. This is not naked. You don't black pants. This is my legs. I'm naked. <laughs> that's funny. That's oh, funny. Oh, Even dude. a dark-skinned guy could be mm-hmm. naked, and then yeah. they would accuse him of right. shoplifting. What are you carrying? Nothing. In your hair. It's nothing. We were we were talking about the 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 layout of of the hotel because the, the, this hotel it's, it's you know people ask now now good friend of ours who I keep meeting to have on the show Marina Franklin Marina oh. uh, came out here she did this gig and she was not a fan of the accommodations um, but because because she uh, she wasn't really a big fan of it I already came in saying all right I'm not expecting Me a too. lot you lowered your expectations yeah, I lowered the expectations so when I saw I was like okay this, this <laughs> Marina suffice. has higher expectations yeah. than I do <laughs> I think these will suffice you know you see like the chipped paint as as Lynn said you know these these the tables uh and and the um the the furniture is probably very uh, 70s-esque. Well, please, all the all the coffee tables and stuff in your room are glass or chrome, which <laughs> means they were bought with the specific pur- purpose of doing coke. Of cocaine. <laughs> that's what they were for. That's back when coke was cool. And not only that, but all the rooms, like I told you yesterday, there's brown marble. <laughs> <laughs> who, who buys brown marble? I haven't seen brown marble since I was little. <laughs> Like this shit is back when brown and the elevators. You gotta tell them what happened. Yo, so okay, so real quick, you just said my furniture. Do you not have the same furniture in your? Well, I have lamps that I know I saw in my Nona Balducci's house when I was little. Like they're these big grape covered, with you know, just like soprano y. So they so they just essentially bought whatever they could get and and have full. Have... I think what they did because if you look, I have the same lamps. Mm-hmm. They're gold leafed. Mm-hmm. So somebody came in. They couldn't polish that brass. Mm-hmm. They just painted, painted over it. I think they took that mirror right there. We have these crazy mirrors mm-hmm. in our bathroom. <laughs> That I'm sorry, they come out of every gangster. It looks like Casino, right, right. Goodfellas, and there's like a there's weird a window in the bathtub. That that okay. So to describe it, uh, the main room slash with the living area, little uh, living room. There's uh, against one of the walls. There is a window. So when I first walked out, I was like, "Is that is that a window?" And then I went around into the bathroom, and I was like, "Wait, so you can you can." You can stand in the shower. And I guess back in the day, like, watch two women have sex or whatever right, on your bed right. while you shower and off. Right. I don't know. Right. It's very bizarre. But then I decided this morning, it's so there's light in the bathroom because uh-huh. there's a lot of light in our rooms. Yeah. And curtains that are, like, I have similar ones that are just, mm-hmm. I mean, this looks like something the Brady Bunch would have made outfits right. out of. 
And um, <laughs> when it's time to change, then it's time to change. And rearrange. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so then there's, remember Sunshine Days? Sunshine Days. Everybody dancing. Sunshine Days. Can you feel the sunshine? Ooh, Everybody's the happy and gay. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo. The Brady Six was, was the bomb back in 73. <laughs> I meant Why do I still remember the Brady Six as the name of the group? That was so <laughs> the Silver Platters was another the name. Silver Platters <laughs> was here when they did the talent show. And Barry, um, what was his name? Williams. Williams came on the show when I did the show with Kimora and the girls. Okay. And okay. nobody wanted to interview. I shouldn't. He's he's a little. He's, I I did a I did a pilot with him. Um, with me, uh, who's the guy from whose line is it with the sort of pompadour? Greg Proops. Oh, Greg. Greg Proops. 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 He was hosting. It was it was myself, uh, Barry Williams, uh, Tatum O'Neill, and so <laughs> it was it was it was just a weird hotspot, and. I'll never forget because someone said one cute black guy and pe- and people whose careers are over. <laughs> and Proops was was he was real cool. He was hella cool. Well, he his career wasn't over. But yeah, yeah. The rest and, of them. But it was weird because I, I'll never forget. Um, at one point, uh, Barry Williams, like when we cut a commercial, um, Barry Williams leans back and he looks into the studio audience. He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna see what's up with this trim out here." And I was like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a man and I was like, ew. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people don't know this. This is insider stuff, but like Barry Williams, um, uh, what's his name from Full House? About uh, uh, Bob Saget? Bob Saget. Uh-huh. Like, they, they make us cringe. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and like people have said to me, like, oh, is he funny? I'm like, he's funny, but yeah. like my sphincter tightens when yeah, he starts doing yeah, his act because yeah. I'm just like, ah, he's talking about doing, you yeah. know. The Olsons being hot ass yeah. and stuff, and you're like, dude, you knew them when they were like five when they were, and when they were three. Five months you're like, they were old, little yeah, babies. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? But um, and I have a theory with with that. Like, if if I knew someone when they were a baby, I don't care how fine they become, they always are. Like Keisha Knight Pulliam from Rudy from the Cosby Show. Yeah, I know she's, she's beautiful. Now, but I'm like, eh, it's still Rudy. Girl. It's still Rudy to me. You're still Rudy. Little, little sister you See, grew now, up with. See, I get that to work to my advantage. Because uh-huh. with men in particular, because, uh-huh. you know, I was very cute uh-huh. about, what, 10 years so ago? Cute. I'm all right. But, I mean, I was okay, top okay. of my game. Right. I'll show you. I you, got you, some, you were Cindy Crawford, the I got comedic some half, Cindy Crawford? I got some okay. half shirts on. Uh-huh. And I, I knew, and everybody, I tell people all the time, especially women, if you look in the mirror and say... I've never been this cute. Bitch, you might never be that cute again. Like, uh, get it all on camera. Oh, own it, own it when And I use it for publicity stuff, and it kills me because guys will be like, I remember when you wore that pink dress in your special. I remember that. Oh, wow. And, and, and I do remember that. that and that's uh, all they think about. Like, they're here. not, they don't care how fat or old mm. I am now. They're, they're just seeing mm. that person they masturbated to when they were 18 you know so like um so like what's her name carrie fisher are you kidding me yeah yeah. when she was overweight crazy getting shock treatment i still like guys being like yeah she was fine when she she went when she was in the death star laying on her side and luke skywalker met her for the first time and you saw that gold bikini oh my goodness (laughs) princess leia could get it (laughs) get it in um yeah, so that, it works to your advantage mm. sometimes too. If okay. you had a really you've some shining moments, but um, and you're well. That's interesting. You just say that. I'll let you finish that point. But it's interesting because do you think 
that helps you ego-wise, industry-wise, to to sort of maneuver the industry because you can say, hey, you know what? I'm not what I was, but I know I know I still got it. I still got enough that you all still are checking for me. You know what I mean? Right. Versus, and, and as I think that's not just for the industry, but just in general. If you can always say, you, I'd rather be a has-been than a never was. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Well, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm, I've had flashes in the pan. Okay. But I don't sweat it. I mean, right. I've always, you know, I'm conflicted, but I, I have a lot of God in my life. So right. yes, I always feel like God didn't bring me this far to drop me on my head. Right. That was a prayer of faith my mother turned me to when I was little. Mm-hmm. So every time I start to waver, and at this time it's all over, you know, mm-hmm. like there's no way. I look in a mirror like... I don't know what I'm going to do now. I'm no agent, no manager. Mm-hmm. I just go back to, you know what, God? I made that choice with you in mind. Right. I asked you for help, and I still made that choice. Mm-hmm. So I have to believe that that came from wisdom, and there's something coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Jews were wandering around in the desert thinking they were forgotten, but right. they were for, they were um, chosen. Right. So sometimes I just say, it's not on my timeline. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. I'm 51 years old. Mm-hmm. Look at Joy Behar. Her shit right, yeah. didn't hit the right. fan until she was in her 50s. Yeah. So I remember Joy Behar in the, here's a, because my mom, um, she was copy chief at Cosmopolitan Magazine. So I remember uh, I was probably 15 years old. This is mid 80s. That's a great job for your mother to have yeah. when you're a boy. Yeah, right. Um, we got Cosmos. That's yeah, I know. free whack it out. No, but I, I, used, oh, I stayed in, in some Cosmos, boy. And, uh, and they did a women in comedy uh, article. And it was, I, I want to say, Joy Behar. Uh, um, uh, Elaine Boozler, mm-hmm. Paula um, Townstone. Might have been Paula. Had Paula hit yet? No. What, Paula what year was little, it? I want to say eighty, between eighty three and eighty five. It was yeah. Early Paula to was mid- coming. Paula, Paula, she, was, okay. she was just uh, Kathy Ladman. Ladman might have been Liebman, Wendy Liebman, and L- Wendy wasn't. Wendy wasn't. Had, she might have came later. Yeah, yeah, she was a little later. She was probably nineties. Yeah. But was yeah, Joan was. in it? Joan was no because Joan was already. She was a gangster. She was. She was, she was this the, was for the, the new queen. faces. These were like, these were the new faces of comedy. I remember seeing a young picture of Joy Behar back and those then. Those were some faces. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I used to. You know what? I used to think Elaine Boozer was was sexy because she was sexy. Because she, she 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 was she she wore she wore her her uh, femini- femininity. She wore herself being a woman well, and she wasn't trying. She to... She didn't back down from it. Yeah, she back was, down. She from, was she allowed herself it. to be a lady. She yeah. was a lady, you know. And I was like, oh, I, just, I like her. And I always thought Kathy Ladman was really really cute. Kathy Ladman was got things. Yeah. And Rita Rudner was. Rita really Rudner cute. was in it. Rita Rudner. Rita Rudner always been. I still love that. Yeah, I still yeah. love. That's her. when I saw you in in the in the in pink the dress. Gown. That's that's the first person I thought of. And you know, I didn't. Do that pink dress because when I did my special, I, I wore a pink prom dress. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do that because of her. Mm-hmm. But then when people pointed that out to me, I was like, I'm sure that influenced it because mm-hmm. I grew up loving her. Right, right. So, I mean, I used to think she was so funny when she would walk out and say, Would anyone like a mint? <laughs> yes. I, yes. <laughs> would anyone like a mint? Because she has like such a mint? soft Hello. Right. And I just thought it was so hilarious. And but the reason I wore it was because for me, like you said at the top of the show, and that was a very sweet compliment, thank you, but it, it, I'm glad it resonated in you because for me, 
I grew up in the theater mm-hmm. doing plays and stuff. It saved my butt. I was a nerdy little kid, and that's where I found my voice, mm-hmm. and I got to be me. So the theater was our temple. We were taught that mm-hmm. at this. I went to a performing arts school. Okay. And you treat it like church. So when you go to the theater, you wore a nice outfit, mm-hmm. like you were going to church. You just right. knew to do it. Right. So when I got specials, mm-hmm. th- the first thing went in my head was, you got to dress up. Yeah. It's got to be special. Yeah. And then I remember thinking, but I don't want to just dress up. I want it to be the me, like the couture okay. of comedy, okay. not the ready to wear. Right. My everyday is <laughs> the ready to wear. I right. want you to see who I really see myself as. Right, right, right. Of and course. in my ideal world, this is who I am. Yeah. So in my ideal world, when I was in my 30s, I was running around in pink prom dresses being the homecoming queen who had a gun. That's how I saw <laughs> right. myself. And now in my special, it's all exactly... Like, I was looking at myself, and I was overweight, and I, was, I, I got that special with three weeks to prepare. Mm, wow. And I was like, bitch, you are not going to change yourself in three right, weeks. Right. Like, you can't do it. <laughs> right. They haven't, the advance hasn't gotten in right. here yet. You don't have enough Botox and plastic. Right. You need three weeks to recover. Right. So I was like, you know what? What if I just be me? Mm-hmm. And I, we did the first show, and my set is very elaborate. You know, it looks mm-hmm. like a Barbie dream house thing. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I know what I look like. So with the second show, I said... I, I feel like Barbie years later. <laughs> After she finds out Ken is gay, <laughs> her money's been managed wrong, yeah. all she's got is the Soho loft I'm right. standing in. Right. You know, and, funny. And, funny. and I said, and I also said, um, when I was talking to set designers, I said, I want it to look like this is all Mariah Carey has left. <laughs> Mariah after the Vegas run. After everything has gone south, <laughs> this is all she held on to. This is her one little diamond right. in her ring. Right. And they were and the minute I told them, they were like, Okay, that that makes sense to right, us. Right. And I was like, I need a city outside that window, but I don't want it to be New York. I want it to be some nebulous city right. somewhere. Right. Like she couldn't really make it there. So now she's in Toronto. Right. <laughs> but in her head, when she looks out the window, this is the part of Toronto that looks like Manhattan. Right. Yeah, that's and she how, always and she always tells people, you know, it's just like New York City. <laughs> That's what people do when they move to like B City. Like it's just like New York. Yeah. It doesn't stay open as late, but I can get a good slice of pizza. <laughs> I gotta buy it at the grocery store. Right. right. Um, well, it's like when you go to Atlanta, and they're like, "This is like LA's uh, the South LA." Yeah, like, nah. It absolutely. This is like Atlanta. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And own own that it's Atlanta. Yeah, because Atlanta to me always feels like a small city that's trying to be a big city. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we travel a lot, so right. we see a lot of cities. Right. Like, yeah. And somebody asked me, what's your favorite place you've been? And I'm like, first of all, you need to know something about comedians. Whoever loves us, that's where that's we love. Where we love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. People if we are, don't draw well, <laughs> if we didn't get good applause, nobody hugged our asses when we came off stage, we do not love them. That's we're like, fuck up. Florida. Yeah, <laughs> we go Somebody says to me, what are your favorite comedy cities? Uh, and the first, you lead off with, you know, it's a really good comedy city because the crowds listen. And, Chicago. And, uh, Chicago, <laughs> Minneapolis, San Michigan. Francisco, <laughs> Ann Arbor, if they come out, you know, uh, 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 D.C., the D.C. DC crowd, you know. For sure. Those are cities. And what, what cities, because they asked recently at the Comedy Cellar table, and I mean, everyone was there that night, Attell and mm-hmm. uh, Boss, everybody, and... 
in unison. We all, they said, what someone said, it was like someone's girlfriend said, what's your least favorite place to play? Mm. I think Rock was there. Uh. Everybody together said Florida. <laughs> and she was like, really? I would think you would like Florida. And we just, one after another, told her the, the reasons the Florida stories. is. And it was mostly because people get crazy ass drunk. Mm-hmm. You got every serial killer method in the planet. And we all were bitching about Friday night shows, late shows. That's where it all, we were all like late shows in Florida Mm -hmm. just stink. We were all talking about how like they put you in hotels that are sometimes so shitty, but they're better than the condo, which is just, there's Gallagher jizz from 1973 (laughs) on it. (laughs) <laughs> he, and you know it's Gallagher jizz because there's a there's an imprint of his his, his a mallet, mallet. <laughs> right? There, there's still there's still pumpkin on the wall. <laughs> Polly Shore has written a letter in the guest book that says it's so great being a number one comic. <laughs> oh, this shit's old. Yeah, this is old. Um, <laughs> this is an old gig. Yeah, is that true? We are so egocentric. Like it's we love. But we are because because I mean, there's unlike every other form of entertainment. Like you said, you you started as an actress. You started in the theater, and theater. Unless you're doing constant one person shows. You have a crew of people that you rely on. You rely on the the technicians. You rely on the director, the writer, the the sound people. You know, you right. rely on the lighting people. You rely on your your fellow castmates. Yeah, the fellow castmates. You know, uh, uh, same thing in television. You rely you relying on the 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 producer, the to, to the line producer, bring everyone together and organize and, and stand up. You are all of the above. You are the director. You're the writer. You're the you're the, the, the uh, stagehand. You're the producer. You're the star. And, and, and props so manager. You're the props manager, right? Hair you're, and makeup. Hair you're and everything. Makeup, everything. You're the social media manager. You're the publicist. You know. That's right. And because you do all of that, um, you because you have so much responsibility, because everything is made or broken by you. It's very egocentric because you all have the glory so is yours and all so the jeers are yours. All, all the jeers you take, you take the crooked with the straight, and so I, so I, and, and I think that's why it's so hard. Um, for for people to sort of get us, you know, that's right. Is this because I, I I always mention a lot of newer comics listen to the podcast, and so you know we 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 offer you know some insight for what they're what they should prepare for, so that they understand a year, five, ten years down the line when they're going through it, they're like, oh, you know what, Lynn Coppers mentioned this, you know, years ago, and there there's. There's the uh, Gallagher jizz, you know. <laughs> what do you think is one of the best, if you had to give someone like a character trait coming up in comedy, mm-hmm. let's say just one, let's say you could only give one character, one word mm-hmm. to tell them to always keep in mind, what would it be? Uh, I got mine immediately. The first thing that came to mind is lonely, you know, because it can be it can be very lonely as far and the reason that popped to mind is because i'm looking out at the uh the vastness of las vegas and you see the city but you also realize you're in the middle of the desert because you see these just dry looking mountains right and, and so right. if you weren't if you weren't here on this gig i probably no disrespect to the other comics that are on the show who are all cool but i probably wouldn't hang out with them you know just because yeah, well, and, well, and we can sit and eat our dinner and not talk, and like it's right. not we we don't because right. we have a lot to say. Right. But yeah, for sure. And there's a weird, I have a there's something with other comedians, 
that I feel it's like almost like being in a band or something. It's like the military. There's a, com- what there's like. a camaraderie that cannot be forced, and it uh, it also cannot be uh, faked because you have there are things that you and I have gone through on different gigs that we weren't on together. That if I bring bring up if I bring up or gripe or or even just reminisce and go down memory lane. Like you just said, sitting in the comedy cellar, you know, uh, comedian's girlfriend asked, what's the one city you all don't like? And everybody said Florida, and every individual had a different situation in in a Florida club, a comedy club uh, space that that they had their horror story, their war story. We all had a horror story. We all had a war story. And so that's what that's what bonds us, you know, because we're in the business of making people laugh and and and, and alleviating. But in order to sometimes to get to that, we also have to we we address you know the misery. And that's why Seinfeld, Schumer, um, Attell, mm-hmm. everybody comes in there because yeah. it, it. And this was the word I would give people is humility, because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. keeps you humble. Yeah, yeah. Because this job is the strangest job. Because it's just like being a rock star. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you're on the road and you're headlining, you're the little rock star that night. Like, yeah, when you yeah. come off stage, everybody wants to meet you. Yeah, to meet if you. you did well, if you didn't do well, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, very... Then the club starts circling you <laughs> like a buzzard, like you're dead. Like, you know, we didn't draw the way we usually yeah, do. Like, you know, yeah, you're yeah, losing you know, your shine. The, the numbers aren't what we thought. And the higher be. up you were, the meaner they are to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because there's more, there's more on the line. Well, when you were on that talk show, you know, you drew real well, yeah. and it's like, so let me get this straight. You're trying to hurt me where my ego is, right? Bitch, we signed a contract, right. and that's the other thing I tell young comics: never be afraid to look at your money. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You're we, in we charge of this. your money. Hey, hey, elaborate on that when you at, at the end of the weekend. Explain. Well, like even this week, we were asking about. Um, because this is our home, so mm-hmm. we it's it's a different attitude. Yeah. We we know the seller's always good for right. money. They always right. take care of us. They're fair, but we didn't. This is the first time I think you and I weren't completely like I, I was like yeah, and we're getting travel and right. and we're getting paid. I knew we were going to be compensated properly. Mm-hmm. I kind of had an idea mm-hmm. what I was making, mm-hmm. but I don't do that with any other club. Right. If I'm not any other club, wherever I am, I know exactly what I'm making. I'm going to Montreal. I know they take Canadian taxes out. Mm-hmm. I called. He's like, this is what we pay in U.S. I called mm-hmm. back and said, and how much for taxes? I know it's a lot. Right. And he got all nervous. Right. And the reason he got nervous is because people don't Nobody do that. Nobody asking. So now he's telling me, well, you know, you can get it back on the back end. And I'm like, I'm like, talk to me like I'm a little child. Right. You only give the child the answer to the questions they ask. My sister taught me that. Uh-huh. She's like, if they say, can someone have two daddies? Yes. Period. Right. You don't need to go into gay no, sex. You don't need to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> the origins. Well, in the 80s, HIV hit. Like, right, right, right. she's five. She, she's got one right. crayon, and she started two men by accident. Right. She wants to know if she can right. draw two men. That's right. all she was interested in. Right. Like, if I'm calling to ask you, just tell me. It's right. 25%. Right. That's it. Right. I, I'm a grown woman. I'll figure out the rest. Yeah. I just want a number. But I see young comics... Jitter, or I'll say, well, did you get paid yet? I don't know how I'm getting paid. I don't know if they're going to send it to me. Mm. Well, how do you not know? Mm. It's your money. Then you, you, I, th- I think where it comes from is, 
and, and uh, I think I think what happens is we all at some point were broke and struggling and were happy just to get any gig. And even if you got a gig and they were like, all right, we don't have money, but we're, we're going to pay you in meals. And you're like, oh, happy. And then you make that first $25, that first $50, that first $100 spot. Um, as when you get to a place where you're making some decent change, even if, say, say you're featuring and you're getting a couple hundred dollars for the weekend, I think they st- this fear... Fear is really, it, 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 it right. boils down to fear and the fear of, well, here, I don't want to be the difficult person that said that when when the club hands me, hands me my money, the uh, manager of the club after the weekend's over hands me my money, I look in and then they're like, you, what, you, know, you don't think it's all there? You think I'm a, I'm a shice you? You know, and so I think that's what winds up happening. I think uh, a lot of comics newer and also veterans, you I've know. I've seen veterans yeah. not open their check, and yeah. I'm like, why aren't you opening that? Because if you're, yeah. listen, I did a gig a college mm. years ago. I was on Joan uh, Knows Best with Joan Rivers, and, and I had to be at taping for our show on, um, that Monday. So okay. I did the gig like a Friday. It was like a Labor Day weekend or something. And I came in, it was a it was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It was like a Jesuit college or something. It was like a they had a lot of money is what I'm right, saying. They right. were paying me ten grand and you right. know ten grand's a lot right. for a comic. Yeah. yeah. And um Ten grand is a lot for anybody. Like well, I, ten grand I, for one I, gig. Yeah. Like I, and, and, and and that's not to not to cut off uh I want you to finish your thought, but I, I don't foresee ever getting to a point where ten thousand isn't a lot because I've 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 had those gigs, and I always rationalize and like wait so if I made ten G's for sixty minutes that means I made what is it uh, in sixty minutes so that's six what's that six hundred right. per minute you know I do the that's math right. that way and and then you you say to yourself wait so in one minute I made more. In, in in five minutes, I made X amount of months rent back in when I first started. You know, that's how I always... Oh, I think like that, too. Yeah, I always but I also think that when I go to do another gig, you know, th- there's times when you're high on the hog in your career, you're on TV, you can draw, mm-hmm. and maybe you're going to get five and $10,000 right. gigs. It's fine. And now that I'm back... You know, I, I don't want to say I'm down, but right, I'm right. just not in the you know. This is the peaks and valleys, right. So this this is last like year I was I getting it. a lot because mm-hmm. I had just got Netflix and I right. was touring with Louis and right. and you know, and um, and now they they they're starting to sniff around again with really low balling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one time a friend of mine said, "I want you to see something." It, it was a waitress because mm-hmm. you learn on the road. That's another thing. Always make friends with the wait staff. They're the ones responsible for you coming back. They bring you back. They, they'll give you information that they're not allowed to give you. Right. They'll tell you we sold out. Right. Doormen, security people. Yeah. I mean, I had somebody, I'm not going to say the club, where they grabbed me and said, we've sold out two nights in a row. Right. And the club told me they didn't. Mm. And they said, we, we were told to remove some seats. We sold out. Oh, wow. Like, when when I went around to count, they had right. removed the seats. Oh, wow. <laughs> Clubs is so... so the protocol, <laughs> Shady. The, the protocol for, for, for y'all guys listening, you always want to know what the protocol is. This week's protocol, always have somebody that's going to count the heads for you and getting good 
with the wait staff and the security at the club because once once they like you, they love you for life. For life. And, and they'll hold you down every time they every when when it comes to time for them to book and people say, You oh, you know what, bring Lynn back. Lynn, oh we everybody loves Lynn. She tips the waist dev and it's just the energy is good. She brings in a diverse enough crowd. And if they're if the club's being shady with you, they're being shady with their staff. Right. So the staff's more than happy. Right. They need their jobs, but right. they're more than happy to give right. you information right. if they like you. If right. they don't, they'll just say this asshole's gonna get what he deserves. Right. But they had pulled me aside and said, We've been selling out, Lynn. You're doing better than we've had in a while. Right. And, and you know, our own egos are like, No, it, I'm not doing as great. We mm-hmm. see that we don't see the 300 seats filled, we right. see the five empty. Right, right. <laughs> so, right. and if people don't get that, like I came out of the cellar with a girlfriend recently, and she's like, I watched that show and went up to the table with you and heard everybody talking about. How bad they did. And, and meanwhile, they're all A-list. It's right. Jim Norton, everybody going, right. oh, I, 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 I hated stinks. my set. Right. Yeah. The crowd stinks. And um, she's like, what is that? I'm like, it's like Tyson mm-hmm. coming out of a fight and saying, that motherfucker didn't go down for four rounds. Right, right. I'm losing it. Right. Right. That's because he's used to walking up to somebody and just right. punching them in the seconds, face and watching yeah. them drop. Yeah, so that's how we are. We want to knock them out out of the gate. Right. And if we don't, because at the Comedy Cellar, places like that, that's Gold's Gym. Yeah, yeah. Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, yeah. you know, are just bumping into right. each other. Right, it's Gleason's. That's Broke right. Yeah. Like yeah. Anybody yeah. would give their right not to just spar. Right. And, and so... I, I always think that in my head. Like, we just have, we're not always coming at it. But the clubs, the people who are outside and this close to us, mm-hmm. they know what we care about. Mm-hmm. And and that's all the darkness in the world. Mm-hmm. They know where your ego is. And they're not, they're, they're not afraid. I mean, the, the comedy sellers are few and far between. The mm-hmm. Gothams are few and far yeah. between. Where you have the... Where the, they care the, about the, you. The, the club actually cares about you. The management, you know, you, you'll have... Uh, 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 Chris Mazzilli or an S.D. Adorman, you know, that, yeah. that actually... Staff meetings, they're told... Right. ...always err on the side of the comedian. Right. Uh, they recognize us as their bread and butter. It's right. like where the, you go to the... Uh, there's certain zoos and certain circuses mm-hmm. where the animals are eating better than the people working at the <laughs> right. place because they're like, we got to keep that lion looking right. good. Like, don't, <laughs> don't mess with it. You can have the steak he don't eat. Right. You know, but... Um, and and I think that's such better business. I agree. But I, and I and I'll even say the name of the club. So one time a, a waitress friend mm. said, "I want to show you something. I found this on so and so's desk today." Mm. And it was an improv. Mm-hmm. That now they're they're owned differently by different mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say which one. But, okay. Um, and it said Lynn Coplets, cheap and funny. Mm. And I mean, I almost tear up talking about it. It, it literally mm. changed me. Because I'm like, inexpensive is fine, but I ain't cheap. Right, right. And I was like, oh, hell no. These people don't have my best interest right. at heart. I'm not paying me. Because my manager at the time, like, you got to pay your dues. You got to do it. And I was like, this isn't dues. Mm-hmm. This right, is, right. I, if they think I'm cheap and funny, it's like life on the D list. Yeah. You're already, mm-hmm. they're not going to let you get out of that. Right. You, you actually, so the other day we were talking about, um, I, I don't remember how we wound up on about that. Kathy Griffin we're being really Kathy talented. Griffin we're talking about how great she is. So funny and so talented, but but Lynn made a good point. She said, "Well, when when you when you frame 
your your television show Life on the D list, you're you're forcing yourself to. Uh, so I was saying when um, when that was housekeeping. No, <laughs> well, I was saying that with Kathy Griffin, she named her television show Life on the D list, right. and as soon as she did that, you were saying that she now has put herself in the box that the the means to your success still. Uh, requires you to remain on the D list because right. if you're five seasons in, <laughs> you're and so no successful. network wants to change the name, right? right. And, and unless unless she pitched it with the legs of life on the D list, and then and then in two years my goal is to be moving off the D list, right, 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 going right. to the A list. Right. Then that way we're going to do it. Then is we're going to show me looking mm-hmm. back at the right, D list. Right. But I don't think she did that. I'm right. pretty sure it was right, all, right. my life on the D list. I'll be here forever. Right. And and I, and it made me feel bad for it because mm-hmm. I thought I don't know her well enough that I could call her and say, "What are you doing?" Right. Um. And I did tell Caroline Ray once that. I love I love her a lot, and I think Caroline? she's so or, wonderful, oh, Caroline, Caroline Ray, awesome. and we're friends. And I actually said to her, I just wish the show was called Smallest Winner instead of Biggest Loser, mm. because mm. I really think it puts you and everyone in this weird. It says such a negative thing, mm-hmm. and and I don't I know she's not like that. She's not a negative person. She's right, a positive right. person, and. And she's really secure in her own skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's never been fat. She's always been right. kind of zoftig. Right. And I just That's like a good word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's true. I everyone that listens to this podcast, go go write that down and see if you can use zoftig twice this week. <laughs> it, it's, it, yeah. it's a good word. <laughs> go up to Harlem. You'll be using it all day long. <laughs> Rubenesque and and soft, you know, because those are just I'm softic. I don't think it's fat. It's just that you're a little swollen. Yeah, that's sometimes in good places. That's what we call thick. (laughs) That's it's thick. thick. You call around the way you call somebody thick. They oh thank you. You know, but if you if you if if a black cat (laughs) like especially now because like Brooklyn is gentrified. Right, right. And so you see more white girls like walking down Nostrand Avenue. Right, right, right. right. My barber shop. They're like, yo, what up, shorty? Looking nice and thick. Oh my God! Oh, he called me. I'm fat. No, I mean that with with love. Well, why well, always miss his last name? Anthony from Blackish. Anthony Anderson. Anderson. I was gonna call him Andrew Birds again. Uh-huh. Um, Anthony Anderson brought me up a mixtape. Oh, mixtape. Yeah. And he's like, she's a. Um, this girl, he just met me. He goes, mm. she's a Clydesdale. Oh yeah. And the whole audience is black people. Yeah. And you know, and it's funny enough <laughs> that I'm coming up to a DJ. Like right. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, DJ Diamond. Yeah, yeah, DJ Diamond. And, and I'm kind of like, and Diamond's like trying to play music, but I, I can't dance. I right. can't rap. I don't right. even know how, you know, I feel like a fool. Right. And I'm like, okay. And and he said that, and I looked out, because immediately my ego and my feelings, I'm like, a Clydesdale, uh-huh. I'm a big horse. <laughs> and I look out, and Kristen, Kristen Eddie, Kristen, she stands up, she stands up and looks at me, and she's like, it's good. She's right. giving me thumbs up from yeah. the back of the house. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right. So I said, I guess it's a black thing. Uh-huh. And the audience got quiet. You know, every, every lady rolled right. her neck and was like, mm, what's she going to say? And I said, but now that I think about it. That's a pretty horse. <laughs> and it's special. Yeah, and I went through yeah, all it. And then funny. Anthony's like laughing yeah. and going, yeah, you guys. Yeah, and the I'm whole like, audience <laughs> gave me an applause. Yeah, yeah. The whole audience yeah. starts clapping because they're yeah. like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is a culture thing. Yeah. Like, I just didn't realize for a second. But I'm like, oh, and then I started galloping. But, oh, they just... 
right? And I was like, with my butt out, you know, and everybody started screaming right, and clapping right, yeah. and, and Diamond started playing stuff. And it was right. great. And Kristen was Baby like... Baby got... No. <laughs> no, I think he did, actually. <laughs> right. And Kristen was a little in the middle. And uh, Kristen said, that's why I love you, Lynn, because you just... The minute you realized uh-huh. it was okay, you yeah. you played it, yeah. and then everybody was, could love you and enjoy yeah, it instead yeah. of you just doing some awkward set about. Right. Hey, what else do you people talk about? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or try to you know, uh huh, that's right. me. I'm right. thick. Like, right, 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 what are right. you doing? But that's I, you and I. We were we were because we we spent a couple of days together, and and I also pointed out. I was pointing out to Lynn. Um, I think I had mentioned, and you know, we haven't even done your, like I say, I love getting people's uh, origin stories, you know, but I don't, I, I don't want to We haven't done mine. No, we haven't, but we it's, will. It's, and if not, we'll, we'll do another episode um, another time. But what, what I said, we were talking about, um, I think you texted me the other day and you said, oh, you know what? I didn't realize I never sent, I, I wrote a, a right. response to a text, but I never clicked send. So then right. when I text you or you went to text me, you saw, oh, wow, this has been sitting in queue for nine for months. For like a year. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so when, when Lynn's uh, comedy special on Comedy Central, uh, um, Hormonal Beast, uh, premiered last year, and I've said at the top of the ep- this episode that I was, I, a, I, there was pride, I was proud um, that my friend was achieving something that I know is a goal of hers, but I was also proud because it was actually a special, right? That's really and, sweet. And uh, Lynn then sent me a, a nice message. You know, this really me- means a lot when you say that, but I said, one of the reasons I always dug you and the reason uh, my wife likes you, and, and there's an authenticity, not just to your comedy, but just to you as a person. And because of that, that, that helps... Um, that helps d- define you on stage where people want to listen to you, right? And as because you're a comic, we were talking about a, a, a comic, a room out in Long Island that uh, comic Drew Frazier used to do called Nagasaki's. Right, right. And, and it's funny because as I was saying, I was like, Link probably's done this. And then you said, oh yeah, I remember Nagasaki's. I was like, the reason Link could do it is because. A, you, you came up during a time where you weren't afraid to just go get stage time wherever, right? Right. right. It, it can become very uh, very segmented nowadays um, where, all right, well, I feel comfortable at this club, so I'm only going to go here. I'm only going to go to this type of club. Um, you never you never well, mind. Well, when I started, I was at Gladys's Comedy Room in Hamburger Harry's, and, right. and uh, Gaffigan came in all the time. Right. And he was famous. He was on commercials and everything right. else. And in the comedy world, to the comics... Mm-hmm. You know, it's like on Broadway where there's like a Tony winner that everybody on Broadway is right. like, hello, Miss So it's like, you know, <laughs> hello, Matthew Broderick. Right. But everyone else is like, isn't he Sarah Jessica's husband? <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but, but in the Broadway ocean divides when he walks in the room because right. he's won many Tonys right. and he's yeah. very yeah. talented. But for us, Gaffigan would walk in mm-hmm. in, in my, my uh, freshman class. And we would, because that's how we all refer mm-hmm. to each other, mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah. We were in the same class, because mm-hmm. we start at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember thinking, why is he playing the shithole? Mm-hmm. Right. Because nothing was too low for him. Right. He All he cared about was his material, his art, and forming his stuff right. And right. he knew, if I go, and Atel does the same thing, mm-hmm. if I go everywhere, mm-hmm. Then I will adapt, right. and I will be better because the more you can be a chameleon as a comic, mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's nothing better than when you're at a, a Italian restaurant or something, and they're like, this place is unruly. Mm -hmm. And you're the clown that's like, get me a microphone, right. put a flashlight on my ass, and help me get on right. this table. Right, right. And I, I had a young comic once kind of challenge me. She mm -hmm. saw my act and told my friend, I'll tell you off mm -hmm. air okay. who okay. she was, but she said to my girlfriend, she was young, mm -hmm. newcomer, right. And, um, Thinking they know. They and she had know. just gotten a gig that put her high on the right. hog. Okay. God bless her, she fell off it. But mm -hmm. at that time, mm -hmm. and I knew there was a chance. You, we know. Mm -hmm. She's either going to fall or fly. Right. And I prayed that she would fly. Mm -hmm. But I could tell by the way she was acting, she probably going to fall. Mm -hmm. But she was dating a guy in a band, a famous, oh, famous wow. guy. Yeah. Okay. And she just, you know, she was in God's inbox for a couple weeks. So <laughs> I've never heard that phrase. She was in God's <laughs> inbox. That's funny. Cause that happens to me all the time. Like out of nowhere, <laughs> I honestly see God going through papers, going, "Give her that. Give her that. Give her that." And everything I prayed for for five years uh -huh. just goes boom, 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 boom. Right, right. You know, and uh, I mean everything. Right. It all comes together in big waves. Uh -huh. And um, but anyway, so. Uh, she, a girlfriend that lived next door to me, and I, 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 for some reason, young people love me. So she was younger, just graduated mm -hmm. college, NYU, and Erica and I were pals. Like, mm -hmm. like uh, I always called it Tuesdays with Hori. Like she'd come over <laughs> once a week and sit, and I would give her pearls of wisdom about boys and right. stuff, and make her cookies or dinner. And uh, or she'd call me. Her apartment was right next door, so she'd be like, "I smell cookies. Are you watching Real Housewives? Can I come over?" <laughs> or sometimes she'd bring friends to just look at me, like, "Can my friend, my gay friends, want to meet you?" You know, I'm like, "Not tonight." Right. But um, <laughs> I took her with me, and this this young comic, Erica, had a lot of things happening for her. She was styling for Elle magazine or mm -hmm. Vogue or something, and I was really happy for her. She had just styled someone who was on a cover. Okay. And, but she was like an apprentice stylist, but she had picked out the bracelet. And, right, the, right. and it was really neat. Yeah. And so we were bragging, and this girl just wanted to talk to me about her comedy and me mm -hmm. and whatever. And, but that was okay, too. But I, I kept bringing it back just to kind of teach her, like, let's go back. There's another person, a civilian mm -hmm. at the table. Like, right. let's be people. So we can't just talk about the clubs and everything. Yeah, we, we have, have a to... civilian here. Right. So let's right. just be people. Right, let's not For 10 minutes, shop. let's yeah. be people. Yeah. And um, I went on stage. Like, she wasn't past at the cell yet. She is now. And we went down together. And, 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 and anyone who's listening, it's not Amy Schumer, it's not Rachel, and it's not Nikki. Right, <laughs> right. They're all... They're all Fanta and this right. girl's fantastic. Right. She just needed to be schooled. Mm -hmm. But n none of them ever needed to be schooled. They all knew mm -hmm. who they were and right. respected all of us. To, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so anyway, I go on stage, and I do my act, and they're sitting on the jump seat. And I used to have a thing I did. I might, I might bring it back, where I would say... Um, there was a time, I'm like, you know, there was a time when women couldn't even read or write. And I'm like... How great is that? <laughs> and I'd say, I've never read anything a man couldn't read to me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm saying nothing. Was it, tell me the Declaration of Independence again. That sounds good. I'm like, I don't, and I said, because now we're responsible. You know, we're responsible right. for the president. We're responsible for all this. Right. And I said, all we had to do was make, make breakfast, lunch, and dinner and avoid a beating. Right. And then I said, then them, some dumb bitch stood up and said, we should work. Yes. We I do remember this. And, and I said, and now we got to do all that and work. Thank you, Sally. Sit down. Mm. And that was the whole joke. Right. Well, apparently she turned to my friend Erica during the set and uh -oh. said, 
my stuff is way more cerebral. Oh, gosh. And frankly, I think Lynn's better than this material. She's really setting women back. So we go upstairs to have dinner, and I'm going to the bathroom, whatever, and she goes to the bathroom or goes to watch someone else's set just for a minute, a quick mm-hmm. minute. And she's very ambitious, this girl. Mm-hmm. And my friend Erica says, I got to tell you something. Because everyone who's my friend knows full disclosure right away. Right. And she tells me what she said, and I said, okay. I'm going to address it when she comes to the table. You know that. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, then please. And I said, Erica, seriously, what do you care? Right. She's going to hurt your career. And she goes, you're right. Go ahead. Right. I said, but just don't, you don't have to participate at all. Right. Let me handle it. Right. She comes back to the table. And I, I told this story with Rich and, and Bonnie. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie's like, oh. God bless that girl yeah, having to yeah, sit down with you at the yeah. table. And I said, look, I didn't yell. I wasn't mean. But I held her to it. I held mm-hmm. her feet to the fire. And I, she, she, I let her hang herself. So she came back to the table. Oh, you're just so funny. You're one of my the favorites. You're hilarious. Mm-hmm. I said, I appreciate that. And I know that about myself. But let me ask you a question. Why would you say that to me when you just told my friend 10 minutes ago? Mm-hmm. That I was turning back time for women and blah, blah. And she was writing on a show. She just got a job on a big show. Uh-huh. I think it was like Daily Show or uh-huh. something. Oh, and it's not Michelle Wolf. Okay. <laughs> so. You know, it's funny though. Everybody, because I was like, I was like, ooh. <laughs> no, in fact, Michelle Wolf has always been a champion for me and yeah. I for her. Yeah. So absolutely not. Not Rachel. They're, we're all champions of right. each other. Um, sadly enough, this isn't someone regular people are going to know who she is. Right, right. But she. Um, but she's very talented, very cute. And the minute I said that, she said, oh, no, that's not how I said it. That's not what I meant. And she turned to my girlfriend and said, yeah, Erica, you know what I, and I said, don't talk to her. Mm-hmm. Erica put her head down, looked straight <laughs> at the table. <laughs> Bitch didn't even move. She had a magazine and she, she just kept flipping the magazine. She picked up a piece of chalk and started drawing it the table. Mag- no, it was just magazine flipping. I don't know if you can hear it on here. So, um, I said, don't talk to Erica. Erica is like a little sister to me. She mm-hmm. just reported what made her uncomfortable. Okay. And I said, but did you or did you not say that? Well, well, Lynn, I think you're better than this material, and I just want to help you. Ugh. And I said, first of all, ugh. you're not in a place yet to help me. Right. Help yourself. Keep your, Put your own oxygen mask on. Right. I, I love and appreciate you want to help me. Mm-hmm. But... Now, I didn't get angry until. So she says, and she's a film writer, and she wants okay. to do all that. Mm-hmm. And she was coming out of Chicago or Detroit or somewhere where she, where she had been doing okay. Like, she'd done improv mm-hmm. and done that, that stuff. And, um, and again, it is not Amy Schaefer because it sounds like right. her best. Well, but no, I, and I was, as you said that, I was like, I, I wanted to say, it's not Whitney Cummings. It's I not, was just going to say, like, it's <laughs> not Whitney. Right. It's not Amy Poehler. Right. It's none of them. Right. So... Um, it's literally you'll know her name, but no right. one else will. So I think um, I did. yeah, you, you when I say it, you're gonna gotta know who that is. Mm-hmm. So, and and she was also not bad intention. She's just young and green. Right. And and, right. and you said since young people, new comics, are, like, mm-hmm. don't do this shit. Right. And and you're talking to a friggin' veteran. Right. Right. And that, and that, that's the I I could t- it didn't sound. Malicious. It's not malicious. malicious. 
But just just even coming out of your face saying, I want to help you to someone that's been doing it longer than you, it's, it, you may not realize as you're, as you're presenting that how offensive that is, but it's like, what made you think I need help? And not only that I need help, I need help from you. Yeah, Dean, I just want to help a cab for you so right. you can get one. Right. Now, here's the thing. Now, if I, if, if, because I've had that happen where I've left stand-up, that's why I love Uber and, and Lyft and all right. that, because now I don't have to use white decoy, right? But I used to tell Artie, get behind the building. I used I'll, to get always, your, I'll get your taxi. I used to, Candy up at Stanham, New York. Hey, Candy, you know what? I have to spot at the uh, strip and I don't want to lose my parking can you spot. Me a cab? Can you just grab a cab for me and come out to the corner? And then as soon as, I'm like, and I just dive in before they can. But coming from you, for me to just absolutely, mm-hmm. or if we're like with you, I would have done it. But mm-hmm. it, it, you have to really know somebody right. to say something like that. Right. It, it's so, it would have been different if I had said, right. help me out, throw me a bone. Right. And for her to say, I would love to, right. because I really think you should be farther along. Or right. for her to give me a little part on something and for me to be like, you right. don't know how much I appreciate this. Right. Lynn, I'm going to do everything that, Kristen does that for me. Kristen right. Jetty, she's mm-hmm. always like, and then I will champion you all. She just put me up for a job that was like five thousand mm-hmm. dollar gig, and they w- they went with someone else. Mm-hmm. But I said to her, "Hey, if you have more like this, you know I'll commission you." Right. right. And she said, "Oh no, I don't do it for that reason." I said, right. "That's exactly why you'll was be it, getting ten percent." Was it the Hampton thing? Did you get it? <laughs> no, I she she uh, I was I think I was gigging on the ship, and she hit me and asked me about it, and then I said then. I hit her back maybe a week. I was like, any. She was like, no. And then she hit me back. So no. I said, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah, and she called a couple of us. Yeah. And and I think I was the only one who gave her the quote. Uh huh. I gave her a quote. Oh, you did. I gave her a quote because I was. Were you the same, or did you quote more? It, it was it was slightly less because it's summertime, and and, and I was like, I was I was I was torn because I was like, I was the torn Hamptons. too. I was torn the too. Hamptons. And Mizzilli, I was taping something for Mizzilli, uh, and he said, say five. Yeah. But say you're negotiable. That, and that's, yeah. So that's what I did. I yeah. said five because I thought it's the Hamptons. I know they have money. Right. And two, it's gonna be hard. Right. It was a private gig. That's and that's, people are that's talking. What I thought. That's what I was. I was like, I was. As a matter of fact, the, I gave him a number, and then I said, or this amount, and you let me bring someone on the gig with me because that way they can buffer. The audience because you know. this is going to get crazy. Yeah, I'm going to have fun, to write ten minutes of material right. just for the crowd alone. Right. But anyway, the end of it is that this girl started in on. I just want to help you. I want to. You should be farther along and blah blah blah. And I said, well, for, it's not just me. Greer Burns, right. the, there's a whole crew of us. Dan Natterman. Right. We should all be right. farther along. Right. Um, but. It, you're not going to take all the roadblocks I put in my own career out of my way. You know, if you want to help me, just do it. Right. Or wait till you're in a place where you can really help me succeed really well so that you can say, these are the people I'm going to put on my show. Like, like you said, breathe, get get your oxygen mask on first. Right. You don't want to start pushing for me. I don't want you pushing for me when you're a new kid on the block at a TV show. So I said to her, all I care about, is you, we are in the foxhole together. You don't put me down mm-hmm. to a civilian. Right. Especially my guest. Right. But you don't do that ever. Right. So now I was just trying to yoda her and teach her. Right. So she said, but Lynn, it's, it, 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 it was See, that millennial. Was the, I, my my, butt, my butt. feeling is to help you. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, one, right now, and I mean this with love, I don't want it. Right. 
Right. I don't want your help. I don't like the way you're giving it. Right. We, we support one another. Mm-hmm. We don't do this. Right. And I said, but more than that, now let's address your comment. Mm-hmm. How am I turning time back on women? Mm-hmm. So she goes, you know, I'm a, I said, I'm a playwright. Blah, blah. I said, okay, but in the end, mm-hmm. we have to get jokes. We get paid to be funny. Bye. That's the bottom line. And I promise you, if you're not funny, you will not be playing the comedy seller anymore. Mm-hmm. So she said, well, I don't care about being funny all the time. Okay, well. And I said, what? That sounds like an alternative comedy. Well, she, she is. And the alternative she's an alternative. drama. She's an alternative comic. <laughs> yeah. and, and what she, before that, no, before that, I said to her, let me ask you a question. Are you confident I could put you up on this table right here? Mm-hmm. And we were upstairs at uh-huh. the cellar. And you could be funny. If Essie handed you a microphone, could you be funny with this crowd? Well, they're not here for comedy. I said, I didn't ask you that. Right. If I take you to the N train and put you on the subway mm-hmm. platform and give you a microphone, how many people do you think you could stop? Just give me a ballpark figure. Right. She said, well, probably two or three. And I mm-hmm. said, I can have a, a crowd of 30 people mm-hmm. within an hour. I will, I will bet you. You mm-hmm. want to do it? Let's find a mic. Right. I'll bet you. I will ask SD right now to let me stand up. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, I will get laughs. Right. And I said, and that's how confident I am mm-hmm. that I can be funny. Right. So she said, oh, well, I'm not really about jokes. And that was the only time I got angry. Yeah. I said, give someone else your stage time. Yeah. And she said, well, and I said, no, no, no. You think I'm turning time back for women? You, shame on you. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do this. There are kids standing in a f- fucking laundromat right now. Right, right. Who are stars. Mm-hmm. What do you think Michael Che did? That kid was playing every little shitty room he could right, in, right. and he stood out because right. you could see, oh, my God, this little diamond. What's he doing right. here? Well, he's in a but he didn't think like that. Right. He Just thought, like Jim Gaffigan I, went and did That's glasses. right. I got something to say, and I will say it anywhere right. I can find. Uh, I mean, I'm getting emotional because that's what it is to us. Yeah. Nobody. It's, it's like being a homosexual. Why would you choose it? Mm-hmm. Right, right. For all the extras you get, right. why would we right. choose it? So we can right. sit on this cum stained couch right. in in at the Rio. <laughs> I snuck a dang I snuck a dang tuna sandwich out of the EDR in my purse and I had a one hour special last year and I flew on private jets all year long with Louis C. K. Why would I choose this as a career? Right, right. I would be a brain surgeon if I wasn't an idiot. Right. But, you know, so it just makes me crazy. And I said, you just get on. And, and Joan Rivers was the same way. She yeah. would not get angry at anything but that. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it, why are you hogging the stage? Right, right. You, you want someone, listen, and I was not nice. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you're doing it as a stepping stone for your career, right. do me a favor. Go to L.A. and blow a few people. Right. Just right. do that. It's faster. It's you're pretty. Right. Just go blow some people. Right. No, no one will judge you there. Right. Because they're all doing this. They've all done this. Yeah. They, they've been fucking them. You just right. blow them and give them some hand jobs. Right. And you're, you're there. Right. Why are you working like that? Like, come on. Right. What's a hand job alone? It's peers. Please. Right, right. So, so how did she take, did she, did she bucket it, take offense to it? Did she submit she, and say, She okay, finally... When, when I started doing the... Because she wasn't past the cellar. I think she got very nervous that I was going to go to SD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, 
And I did. <laughs> but I also told Bessie I thought she was very funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I did think she was funny in a dry, alternative way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I never told okay, Bessie. Okay, it's Leslie Jones. No, it's funny. absolutely not. <laughs> and yeah, no, she's so I dry. Leslie's just Leslie. so dry and quiet and alternative. <laughs> um, Leslie, Leslie tells a regular story right. and it has a punchline. Right. Um, and shout out to Les, who just got nominated for another. Oh yeah, she yeah. totally deserves it. I mean, it, yeah. uh, I'd be so happy if she if she got that. She is just so wonderful. Yeah. She does deserve it, and I hope she gets it. Yeah. And um, but now this poor girl at, at the end, she did kind of, not kind of, she fully said I apologize, mm-hmm. and and I also said listen to the joke, right? And listen to what I said prior to that. Like it's satirical, it's me making fun, it's it's just like. It, um, Judy Gold. Well, I'm not. I won't compare myself to Judy Gold. Mm-hmm. She's great, but I, I. It's like Judy Gold making fun of, of. Jewish people who've never killed anybody. You know, it's right, just. Right. It's a satire. It's yeah, not, not literal. Not literally, and, and and honestly, if if she were a comic, and maybe she she is now, she's finally you know paid enough dues where she, she gets is. it. But. It's more offensive that you're calling yourself a comedian and you don't, you can't look at something and see it for what it is as far as satire. Because if she, the way she judged it, judged it is the way the layperson that comes to a comedy club looking to critique uh, and analyze and over overanalyze everything that the the artist is saying on the stage. They're like. Yeah, you know what? I, like as soon as you said she turned to your friend, that was to me that was that was. Problem A. <laughs> and I don't know a comic. You, Nick DiPaolo, Keith Robinson, Jim Norton. I don't know a comic who would be okay with that. Right. And, and I said to her, listen, I'm not even cleaning your clock the way it could be cleaned. Right. Like right now, you could have a loud Keith Robinson in yeah. your face, yeah. <laughs> yelling at you in front of everyone, right, right, right. and bringing everybody into this yeah, for a conversation. Come, come here, Dean. Come here. What? Would you believe? You believe this? Calling you stupid. No, stupid. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like. No, you know why you did it? Because you're young. You're dumb. You're dumb. Because you're dumb. Now and this job, crying. this job is not going to last. I'll right. tell you right now, it's not going to last. You're going to fall. I give it a day. I give and it a week. She's tweeting hashtag bullied me, you know, right. out of the company, you know. Exactly. But anyway, so the end, she, recently she wrote me and said, I'd love to hang out. And, okay. and, I, and I thought, oh, poor thing. She got humble pied. Like she had well, to. back to you said what? What do you think when you when you think of what we do? And you said humility. The whole time you're telling me this story, especially towards the end, I'm like, well, that, that she was humbled. She wound up humbled because you because you didn't you didn't you addressed it, you know. And the reason she turned to to your friend, she wasn't going to say it to you, right? So she right. so she was so she she wound up confronted with. Her truth, really, that was really her truth, was her her Absolutely. judging it instead of accepting it for the satire that it was. And then you held that, you really just turned a mirror um, to her face and said, wait, you're a comedian. It says comedian at the bottom of this mirror. How do you call yourself a comedian and you're, you're judging it for more than what it was? 
um, you know, judging it for, for for what it what it should have been instead of what she wanted it to be because she she's newly graduated from whatever you know university and she has this you know we all do that we go you know you, you get your first real experience away from home and i i took a couple of philosophy courses and and a class on on uh, she did an indie, she did an indie film that got into like fuck fuck, fuck festival yeah, and yeah you know the, we get it but we've seen it all before so so how about if you if you want to be a comic you want to be a comedian be a comedian and 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 sh- shut up and listen. You know, and it's our job to take a deep breath yeah. as veterans, like Dom Irera did for me, like so many people did for me. Just, matter of fact, and, and tell them, like I said, we we and here's y'all have to understand, like we're, we're friends. We go back there there twenty years, and so this was not going to be the standard. So when did you start off? You know, we because that's how normally I I'll I'll start at the beginning, and and we started we bounced around a bunch of times. Well, you know what? To go back to the 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 military reference, mm-hmm. it's because. I said this to you the other day, that there are a lot of comics right now who are becoming really successful quickly, and some of the veteran comics get really angry and bitter about it. Mm -hmm. And I told myself a long time ago, it's like they went through ROTC. Yes. And yeah. they graduated. And you know what? God bless them. They have a lot of time in a simulator. They right. have a lot, you know, right. and they feel like they earned that. And they did. Yeah. They actually did. They got their credit hours. But we've been on the front line right. a lot. Right. And we've been shot at. We've yeah. done, you know, at Literally. this point in our lives, yeah. we don't, we shouldn't be doing another tour of duty, but we got bills. Right. right. So we got to go back out right. to Afghanistan. So, so when we see each other in the airport, we're like, you're going back <laughs> yeah, one more tour. Yeah. Like, one more I'll show tour. you, let's get some weed back in Tokyo. Like, yeah. we just know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, I was watching some stupid TV show, and someone said to me, how do you know about that show? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I only watch it on the road. And I would write a tell, like, are you watching Amish Mafia? He's like, ah, I love what's his name. You know? (laughs) We have, like, four channels in Omaha. (laughs) Zebediah, right. And, um, and, uh, Grandpa Z. There's always, like, somebody. So, um, we have our own way of speaking, our own code. And what I started to say was that what happens to us is when they start doing that, when you don't have the humility... What we see is someone with a machine gun and a lot of attitude. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I'm not letting that kid open for me. Right. He doesn't know how to handle what he's doing, and right. he's going to F up my show. Right. He's, like, he's I'm headlining. He's going out there trigger happy when you don't necessarily, you don't have to. You could, you could actually just talk to the crowd and say, hey, guys, you know, we have a situation, as opposed to... And he's just spraying, <laughs> spraying everybody. Like, yeah. You just killed four babies. Right. What are you doing? <laughs> and we ain't getting money. Now right. we got to go AWOL. What's right. wrong with right. you? Right. <laughs> so, and and you, we don't want to do that. Like, we, we are trying to be people, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's frightening to us. But you said something earlier, which is true. Being Christians, I think, we come back to this. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're, you address fear, when you see fear... It is so hard to practice love because you have to stop mm-hmm. and say, this is coming from some sort of fear. Mm-hmm. And I told you the other day, my, my real father, my birth father, Enrico Balducci, he um, 
was a handicapper. I'd been estranged from him for a long time. He handicapped horses, like, at Belmont and so forth. And, and not legally. He did it with, like, a bookie. Well, well but he was, Balducci, I mean. he was right. one of the, the best handicappers. We'd go into the OTB, and it was like I was with royalty. It was like, <laughs> hey, Balducci! I was with Prince Harry. Like, everyone was like, hey, Rico! You know, and... and um, we were at the BFW in uh, Huntington on Pulaski Avenue, and this guy walked in and he goes, Hey, Rico, I need a pony. My kid's sick. Here's 20 bucks. I need you to give me a winner. And my dad pulled out one of those lighters, that, those pimp lighters that the flame's like yeah. two feet high, and he goes, You let me burn that 20, and I'll bet you next 20 on a pony. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes, Get out of here. You're crazy. Your father's crazy. He leaves. I'm going, Daddy, what, what was that? Mm-hmm. And he goes, stinky. That's what he called me. Mm. Whatever. But he said, if you don't remember anything I've ever said, remember this. Scared money never wins. Mm. Never. And I have taken it through my life. I've told so many people. Mm. It's true. That, that scared 20 would have ruined all the bets. He goes, that guy would have fucked my bets up because that 20 mm-hmm. was frightened. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's the same in your career. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're scared to count your money, you're scared um, for anything. Like her saying that, you know, I'm worried for you. You should right. be farther. That's fear. Right. Bitch, I don't need your worry. I don't have my own. Right. Why are you giving right. me yours? Right. Don't pity me. Right. Yeah, don't pity me. Hey, because I'm not going to pity you. I see what's coming for you. Right. And I'm going to warn you out of love to please slow your roll. But if you can always stop yourself and say, I'm going to put love on it. What did I say to Henry last night? Henry is this uh, wonderful guy that's on the show with us. Have you known him before? No, no, no. I didn't at all. We both like him a lot. And Henry... was nervous last night cause right, he had, because he had all the sisters yeah, and the girlfriend yeah, in the audience. And his girlfriend was in was in the improv class that I took uh, prior to Mad TV and SNL. The, the the improv class that pretty much helped me book um, Mad TV and SNL. She she was in that class. So when he when he and I first met, he was like, "Yeah, I think my girlfriend uh, said she knows you. She she said you took a an improv class with her." I was like, what, in like 2000, 2000? He said, yeah. I was like, wow. I said, dude. I was, I was like, wow. But she knows comedy, so he yeah. was he was very nervous. Yeah. And he wanted to impress her sisters. Yeah. And I said, just go tell him that. And he was like, what? Yeah. And you and you said, yeah, yeah that's what that's exactly what you yeah. got to do. Uh, address it. <laughs> address the, the elephant in the room, and then that lets all the air out of it. Tell them what you're scared yeah. of. Yeah. And not only does it let the... Because what happens is you're there thinking, and they see you thinking, mm-hmm. and now they think you're green or mm-hmm. you're dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. And if you tell them what you're thinking about, you just because someone told me this years ago too. When you get to the club, you get up on that stage as a headliner. When you're headlining, mm-hmm. you're promising to take them for a ride, mm-hmm. and they're counting on you like an Uber driver that you know how to drive. Right. Right. And everybody's a little nervous, like, I'm driving with a stranger right now. They all want you to drive well. Right. The minute you start sucking, <laughs> you got white knuckles and you're turning the radio down and telling everybody, shh, shh, I gotta make a left hand turn. Folks, we gotta get out of this car. 
And I'm like, the last thing you want to do is people say, can he drive? Right, right. <laughs> Does she know how to drive? You want people to say, oh, this bitch was fun. She took right. us off road, but she right. knew exactly what to do. We didn't even have our seatbelts on. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want at the end of the ride for everyone to be like, I want to go again. Yeah, let's do it again. And, and if you tell them, then they're on the ride with you. If you say, I'm going to be a little cautious till I get us to that gas station because I want to check my tires, and then we will ride. Then no one's nervous about you because not only is this bitch capable of driving, she's got the sense to check her tires before we go on the big road. If if your captain comes on the plane, and I've had this happen many times, we're going to take a minute. I check the instruments. I'm not happy with one thing. Mm We're just going to wait a minute. No one's pissed at him now. Right. We're thrilled. Right. right. And if we're told we got to get deep plane, we're all like, that's right, because that motherfucker right. knew to check right. that wheel. Right. And now we're all fine, right. as opposed to just, uh, stand by, we're looking at right. something. What's he doing? <laughs> is he pooping? Where is right. he? Like, I always say, just tell people, but I'm like that in my personal life, mm. too. I just, I vomit everything. And when you do that, People feel closer to you. Mm -hmm. I also am the keeper of a lot of secrets. Mm -hmm. Because when you tell people everything about you, people come over and go, Mm -hmm. can you look at this mole on my butt? You know, and it's like, one night I was at a party. And about an hour into the party, and it was all... You were going to tell them what I didn't know. No, it was everybody from like a day job I had back in the day. And I remember standing up, before I was a comic, I stood up and I said, attention. And there were like 30 people at the party. I said, you should all know something. One of you, it stings when you pee. One of you has a weird mucus in their nose right now they made me look at. One, of, There were five different things, and they were going on. I said, now. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> None of you are alone. All of you nasty. Everybody got something that needed to be looked at today by a medical doctor, and you decided to bring it to me. Right. You were Dr. Google. Before it, it was cool. just so funny. And everyone just started laughing. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I'm the one with the, the... And they were all started... But then they all started opening up. Because yeah. by exposing it... I never gave anyone's name. I didn't... Right. But by just saying, we're all gross. Right. We all have something. Right. Then everybody felt, okay, it's all right. It's funny. Yeah. Now they were almost proud of, I'm the one that's constipated. I'm the one mm-hmm. that, you know, and... <laughs> I had the mole. It was me. <laughs> You want to see it? <laughs> One of my girlfriends once, she was a little receptionist at the day job I had, and she said, um, and I was like the office manager. Uh. So when someone was inappropriate, I was office manager, HR, everything. And she came walking over to me, and she's like, Cherry. She called me Cherry. Mm-hmm. One day she just said, I don't think you look like a Lynn. I'm going to call you Cherry. She was from the Bronx. Thanks. And I said, thank you, Rocky. I was thinking, now I'm Cherry. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And she had an identical sister, and I said, boy, she, um, she's really pretty, too, like you. And she goes, no, I'm the pretty one. She's the smart one. And they were exactly identical. Right. Like, it was hilarious. So one day she came over to me. I mean, this is kind of dirty. Can I say it? Go say it, yeah. And she's like, Cherry, can I ask you a question? And I knew she had a date. And it was like his birthday because she was talking about humming while you give a blowjob and she was going to hum happy birthday it was just it was just she is from the Bronx <laughs> it, was, it was really just material for the grist it was the best stuff but then she said um, I haven't thought of this in here she said Cherry where do you get your lips waxed 
And I said, oh, we were in the, in the flat iron. And I said, oh, perfect. We'll just go across the street to this uh, spa right there. And they'll, they can do it at lunchtime. They'll just put it on your mouth. And, you know, and she goes, not those lips. And I was like, oh, Rocky. <laughs> and I said, she goes, I have an appointment over there. And I said, no, no, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Like, our boss goes there. You yeah. cannot go in there. And, and by the way, it's called the bikini wax, a Brazilian wax. Like, right. you cannot say lips wax. Right. Well, but I don't want the, just the bikini. I need the whole, it's called the full Brazilian. Just right. say full Brazilian. Right. So she's like, not and I gave her. Waxing. Yeah. It was just so hilarious. So I gave her the place and everything. So the next day, and I said, but you have to, and again, for men, this is too much information. I said, you have to grow it out because uh-huh. she had shaved or something. And I said, it has to be grown out for right. them to do it. So she comes in fiddling with her pants. And I said, what's going to happen now? And she said, will you do me a favor, Cherry? Will you look at something? And I go, stop <laughs> right now. I, and absolutely not. <laughs> this cannot happen here. <laughs> well, can I walk over? Because I live next near the place. Can I walk to your place? I said, no, I'm not looking at your vagina. Right. I, 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 I do enough shit work all day. I'm not looking at your vagina. So about an hour later, she worked the, the front desk at a commercial production agency. Okay. And I hear on the PA her asking somebody to come to the front. What is she doing with her? And I see Heather, the, the, she was like a, she did, um, what do you call it, avid stuff on the computer. Okay. She did editing, okay. in-house okay. editing, okay. right, which okay. is like a big job. And um, I see her going into the little conference room mm-hmm. with this girl, and I was like... I know she's... I didn't that. think anything at first. Then she comes out. She's buttoning her pants up, and Heather looks like she's seen four ghosts. <laughs> and I said, Rocky, come here. What did you just do? And she said... I just needed a quick look to see if it had grown out properly. And I said, okay, you can't ever do that again. Now I'm going to go talk to Heather and try not to get her to report you to anybody. But, like, you can't ever do that. Why? Um, I don't even know why I started this, but I I guess what I was saying is, like, I don't know why everyone always felt like they could share that shit with me. And Mm -hmm. I realized it's because I, I was open to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to, anytime you put on airs, anytime, just humility. If you, if you Don't you think? Yeah, if, I mean, look, uh, Tiffany Haddish is a prime example of prime. of of that manifesting itself. It where it's pretty much full disclosure. You know, she she let everyone know that some dude uh, did her dirty, and so she took a dump in the dude's Jordans. And and he and he couldn't chase her because he had to put them on in order to chase you know. But when, once you tell people that you know, there's there's and all her stories are like that. Like if you're stories, if you know Tiffany, yeah. she that's all she does is tell you yeah. all these anything that could hurt her. Mm-hmm. She tells you mm-hmm. and, and 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 has been telling those stories for years just for to years. us. You know, from from her learning. Her her saying, I want to be the first uh, black girl on a Japanese soap opera, so I, I learned Japanese. I used to watch Japanese soap operas and taught myself Japanese because I wanted to... And, and I remember she saying this to me and me and my wife in the back of the Long Beach uh, Laugh Factory, and my wife is looking at her with amazement, astonishment, and incredulousness because she's like, where did I make you? You know, because... But that... but. Her her being so genuine is what lets 
not just the world, but um, Hollywood specifically say, you know what? They like her. We like her. It's full disclosure. Same with Cardi B. You know, whether you whether you like Cardi B's music or not, you know, there's something that she was doing that was just like, this is who I am. I'm full, full disclosure. <laughs> you know, and all of that crazy foolishness. I see people emulating it and women um, with with... with uh, degrees and 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 book smarts all. Well, she's charming. Because there's, there's a, a charm in charm, her, right? It's charming. It's sweet. It's she. It, Cardi B in particular, and I don't know her, but I find her charming. I I agree. Because I, agree. I think there's something about her that's like watching a little six year old kid. It's the same thing. Reason I find Tracy Morgan charming, mm-hmm. because they're harmless people. Right. They're not hurting anybody. Right. They're just happy and they're spreading their sunshine. Right. And I'm like, why you want to put their light under a bushel? What's wrong with you? Right. And, and with Tiffany, what I particularly like about her, and it brings back to humility, even though she... How many comics do you know? And I, I mean, I feel like everybody... Tiffany started rising. We're all like, yeah, go, yeah. go. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I get emotional again because she so deserves this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kept her eye on the prize. Yeah. She kept her conversation with God intact. Mm-hmm. And no matter what anyone said, even though Tiffany has confidence like I've never seen in nobody but she's never been arrogant I've never seen arrogance in Tiffany and I've been on shows where she made everyone wait a half hour Mm -hmm. including Jenny McCarthy Mm -hmm. and everyone's like okay we're gonna have to speak to her and we're gonna Mm -hmm. have to and I'm like you know what this girl's bigger than your conversation. Right. You go ahead and have a conversation right. with her. She cares. She's not doing yeah. it to us on purpose. Right. Right. But Tiffany's in her own orbit. Right. And I'm like, none of that's malicious. Right. Stop acting. And I remember yelling at somebody. I'll tell you later who it was. <laughs> not yelling, but I just said to her, stop making this a general comment. You know her. Right. It's, it's, her intent is not right. disrespectful. Right. It is not... Um, Arrogant. Right. She's not making us wait because she thinks we should wait on her. It's right. none of that. Right. Right. Tiffany's just putting her new weave in. And it, <laughs> it, 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 bitch was watching something on television. <laughs> the, 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 judge time wrong. Uh, like me making you wait today. You know it wasn't right, on purpose. No, no. But, you know, and I said, are you mad at me? And Dean's just like, I'm just hungry. Yeah. I said, okay, let's eat. I didn't say another word until I got food in right. you. But, you know, that's who she is. Yeah. It's, it's not, there's never a malicious bone right. in that woman's right. body. Even right. when she's yelling at somebody, it's funny. Right. Like, you know, like, Leslie's the same way. If Leslie's right. yelling at someone, yeah. you're like, Leslie's not mad. Right. I mean, she starts laughing at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Hug me now, dummy. <laughs> Did you know better? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh, true. shoot. Oh, shoot. Look, we're going to have to. We got we to go. I got to go to the we pool. Gotta go. We got to do another one. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put out there, because, look, we've been 80 minutes uh, uh yeah, we, we go. I mean, but we'll just... Uh, I'm going to say... So this is part one of, of this episode with Lynn. We might do... I might just have to come uh, record Let's in the village this week. Um, so that I can put out the second one next week. Because I think... Because uh, I, I want people... To, I want to talk about, you know, uh, obviously your origins. 
but also from change of heart to your first Comedy Central to or when I went and si- I went and signed the SNL contract, so to, I didn't get to audition. Right, uh, right, right. See, uh, and and of course the because I you didn't know until this trip how much of a fan of Joan Rivers I, I'm getting goosebumps because I love Joan Rivers, man. Um, from from back in the days all the way to to the very end, still had like hold her in the uh, highest regard. Um, so we'll just we'll, we'll rock it out again. Where can people find you on on your social medias? Um, I'm at, it's at Funny Lynn too, mm-hmm. and there's two of them. And I'm the real Lynn Coplet. Okay. With the prettier picture. Okay. That's the real. <laughs> and Lynn has an E L Y N N E. E. And then I'm gonna be. Um, where am I next? We got Montreal coming up. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm at Montreal, and then I'm at Uncle Vinny's at Uncle the end Vinny's. of this month. Which which will be in Pleasantville. Yeah, and I'll have information for you because yeah. I'm trying to get. I want Dean to work there too, yeah. and yeah, that's it. And that's it. Yo, Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course, it's been it's been uh, like I said, you, you never know what you're gonna get, who you're gonna get when when you're on the road. So it's always always awesome when it's a friend that you love and you love just rocking out with them it really this really has been a great weekend this is like you know what uh liz um from the comedy seller in in that the email she said she said look at it like comedy camp but this actually has been it has been like comedy camp we made new friends yeah yeah (laughs) we reconnected with old ones now tracy's gonna be picking you up you're like hey mom (laughs) right right it was fun yeah we know we had a blast and, and hopefully next time uh come out here I, I'm gonna tell you tell uh Ezzy, you know you wanna send uh Lynn out when I'm out if you wanna schedule that we're, you know it was a great show especially cause the wait staff was like you two amazing you I want you to rejoice she was like I know we're good together yeah now. yeah and it, it, it's just it, it's actually been a great lineup too because it's such a varied uh lineup maybe we could do the Ebony and Ivory tour I've always <laughs> Thank you.